Welcome to Talking Book Publishing with Kathleen Kaiser, brought to you by Writers and Publishers Network. Hello and welcome to Talking Book Publishing. I'm Kathleen Kaiser, and today we have Raven White, who is a publisher of Curious COVID Books, or Curious Curious COVID Publishing, I'm sorry, Uh, And it's a newer uh, imprint that has a variety of people that she has signed. So welcome, Raven. Hi, Kathleen. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, I'm glad to have you. Um, Why don't you tell us a little bit about how you started this? What was your inspiration? Sort of just give us the story. Sure. Um, So I have always been writing ever since I was a kid. I knew that that was something that I wanted to do. And I took some classes for it in college and then life got kind of busy and got married and started a career and, you know, the whole nine yards. And I started working through some of my childhood trauma, actually, which uh, prompted me to start writing again. And my first favorite form of writing is poetry. So I started writing a lot of poetry and my husband really encouraged me to take it farther and keep going. And so at the time when I was writing, it it was very personal and it was very fresh and very vulnerable. So I decided I wanted to self-publish it because I wanted to keep all of the control. And um, I also didn't feel super comfortable sharing it with other people at the time. So I self-published two poetry books in 2018 and 2019. And during that time, I started to get a lot more involved with the online writing community. And I found a lot of authors who felt the same way that I did. They, they felt very vulnerable in what they had to share. They wanted to retain more creative control. And sometimes they also just felt overlooked as though their story didn't fit into mainstream publishing. Uh, they would have a very hard time getting in because it is a very competitive market. So I kind of just took that and ran with it and started thinking of creating my own press. So in 2020, uh, in the height of COVID, I spent the year reading about publishing and learning as much as I could to see what was out there. And then um, in March of today actually is the one year anniversary for Curious Corvid Publishing. But on March 8th of 2021, we became an official business in the state of Ohio. Oh, congratulations. So, yes, it's very exciting. And on International Women's Day, no less, which is also very cool. Yes, very. So I I started Curious Corvid Publishing with the idea to just publish my own So I had unpublished my previous collections, completely redid them, and uh, republished my first collection. And then I decided to, after talking with uh, some friends of mine, just took the plunge and opened the house. I wasn't really expecting to make an impression. Um, To be honest, I figured it would be kind of hard to get people to notice me. And I was uh, very surprised and very humbled by the amount of submissions I received. It was there was so many and um, all kinds of genres, all kinds of stories, all kinds of poets and novelists and everything in between. And um, so throughout last year, I signed my first 13 authors, uh, a variety of poets and novelists telling all kinds of stories, everything from science fiction 
to uh, apocalyptic to love poetry to mental health awareness it's it's a it's a wide variety but they all share a similar theme of um darkness and depth with a silver thread of hope what a fabulous thing to say that's a great <laughs> so that is sort of what inspires you when you are evaluating a uh, title you've got a manuscript there yes I, I really appreciate people who put their passion into their work and they're, they're not ashamed of it. And they're not afraid to explore the depths of their own vulnerabilities to create their characters or to create their poetry. Because to me, that speaks the most. It creates the most real form of writing is when people are really using those intimate parts of themselves. Yeah, well, and it's also what relates to the readers. Yes, very much so. Yeah. yeah. It makes the characters come alive. Or when you're reading a piece of poetry, you think, I, you know, I felt that way, but I just, I never had a way to express it until this point. Yeah, that's, it's one thing I found with, uh, I have looked more from li- music, music lyrics, song lyrics, and there's sometimes it's just like, whoa, I had never thought of putting it that way. But yeah, I, that's, that's it. Exactly. Yeah. Really helps. Well, what a great thing. So you do take submissions. We do. We our house is closed at the moment, but we are going to be opening in May for the first week of May. We'll be have an open house for submissions. So I'm very excited about it to introduce some more new authors going into our second year. Fabulous. I'll need to put that in WPN news for people. That would be great. You can send me a little write-up and I'll have it in the May issue. Awesome. Thank you. That would yeah, be great. No problem. No, well, you want to, you know, we have a, a fairly large network of people and who there are always people looking to get published and new people, or they know people who are and pass it on. I find yes. a lot of it people I don't have on my list, but they get a hold of me because a friend passed on an email. So yes, there is a lot of power in word of mouth. <laughs> yes. Okay. So tell me you have fiction and you have poetry, correct? Yes. Yes, we right. do. So tell me about some of your fiction authors and the books. Um, so the first novelist I signed was Mark Alexander McClish, and he is the author of Edhara's Sonder, which is a young adult science fiction novel. It is. So I never considered myself to be like a science fiction kind of a girl. Um, until I read Mark's book and I was just hooked from start to finish. It is a dystopian novel uh, that takes place after the Third World War in this city that is very isolated from the rest of the world. There's a young scientist just kind of going about his days. He has no ideas of grandeur or of being a hero. And he's approached by a time traveling android that brings us a foretelling of apocalyptic destruction. Mm-hmm. And they work together to create change to prevent that from happening. And the thing that I love the most about Mark's book is that the underlying message is if you want to create change, real lasting change, you have to start first with yourself and then in your community, helping your neighbors and changing the world around you. Um, So it's this nice little message wrapped up in this apocalyptic science fiction novel. Um, And then we had David Grinnell who is the author of Ashes. It is a modern Gothic novel with some a little bit of paranormal, a little bit of mental health awareness. Um, it's a 
beautiful story of grief and tragedy and learning how to heal and overcome it. Mm. Um, but very much written in kind of an old Victorian style. So it's modern, but also a throwback to old Gothic literature, which is really nice and very charming. Um, and then we have Bloodborne by Stephanie Kemmler that came out in February. It is a vampire novel with a blood cult, ancient religion, um, rock and roll bands, <laughs> and all kinds of wonderful, amazing things. Very vivid characters. Very, It's a very fresh take on vampire literature in general. Um, very, very dark and gothic in nature, too, which is very exciting. And then we have coming up in uh, next week, we have The Last Man in Cleveland, which is an apocalyptic story of a plague, actually, which is very fitting considering the time that we're in. Um, and that is by Danny O'Day. And he is lovely, very charming person to work with. And his story is reminiscent of like Lemony Snicket's storytelling style in a series of unfortunate events. Mm -hmm. And it makes it so weird to talk about his story because it is Obviously, it's about an apocalypse, but it's also quite funny the way that he writes. Um, so it's very weird pairing, but it just works really well. And it makes it a very easy read and very, very charming and also incredibly introspective. So those are those are the novels that I have been able to publish so far. So quite a variety in themes, but still very cool. And what upcoming books do you have? We have quite a few of uh, upcoming books. We have uh, one, at least one book a month coming out this year. Um, we have several new, uh, new poetry collections coming out. We have a dark fantasy fiction novel called uh, The Legions of Fire by Ray Wicks coming out in July, which is uh, another novel. And then in August, we have the River of Souls by Mark Piggott, which is a steampunk fantasy fiction novella, mm -hmm. and also a poetry collection called Nature of the Night by Jennifer Gordon. In September, we have The Psychic of Sachsenhausen by David Turton. It is a paranormal historical novel. And then in October, we have uh, the Sentimental Dead, which is a vampire dystopian novel by me. I'm oh. very excited about it. I've been working on it for a very long time. So it'll finally see the light of day. In October, we're also putting out the Corvid Grimoire, which will be an anthology of works by all of our authors. Uh, and all of the proceeds for that book will go to charity. I'm very excited about that. Oh, and then wonderful. in November, we have... Um, Beyond the Veil of Death by Robert Soule. It is like a mythological paranormal adventure story. Hmm. Um, and then in December, we have Edhara's Sonder Official Compendium, which will be uh, exclusive artwork and behind the scenes kind of things, uh, like a companion guide to Edhara's Sonder to celebrate the one year anniversary. So lots of really exciting things coming. Great. Now, also, you said you do poetry. Tell me about some of the poetry that you've released. Yes. Uh, so poetry is like my soul language. It's my favorite thing in the world. So it, poetry collections are, are one of my favorite things to publish. Um, we started off with uh, Poems to Read in the Rain by Jennifer Gordon, which is she writes beautiful nature inspired poetry that 
she talks about human emotions like love and grief and just in a very calming way. Uh, We had Incubus Tales by Enoch Black come out last year. It was a very compelling collection on surviving uh, sexual trauma and kind of reclaiming your identity and growing and healing from it. Um, We had Lady of the House by Grace Reynolds. This was new for me. It was horror poetry. Oh, and yes, it's it's so interesting. It's we follow the story of Lady, who is 1940s housewife, and she's trapped uh, in her marriage that she's no longer very happy in, and she's been forced out of the workplace after her husband came home from the war. And so, there's a lot of very relatable themes of womanhood and what is expected of women, and she kind of just starts this downward spiral and begins to just fester in these dark feelings and has uh, these ideas of murdering her husband. So the whole story is told through poetry, but in horror poetry. And then there are recipes throughout the book as well, because she is, in fact, of course, the lady of the house. So that was a very exciting um, collection to put together. We have Threadbare by Adana Moriarty which Mm -hmm. is a beautiful and compelling collection of grief poetry, kind of a memoir of your whole life from childhood to adult and a great reflection on life before and after losing a parent. And when I first read that collection, I just felt very compelled, like, it was just, it was different. Adana's collection, I feel, is different than the rest of the collections I've published so far because it was just very, it was emotional, but in a different way. And it was a whole life story, whereas much of the other collections I've done are like just snippets or they highlight specific parts. But Adana's was full encompassing, which I thought was really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in... Uh, April, we have uh, Panoramic coming out by Amy Nicole, and it is a erotic collection inspired by her survival of sexual assault and her reclaiming her identity and coming out of that and finding healing, which I think is a really important story to tell and something I think that um, deserves to be highlighted and be uh, be approached in an educational and thoughtful way. Mm-hmm. So. I, it's it's definitely very exciting to see all of these different voices come out and people telling their stories and having the, a safe place to do so. So now that you've been publishing a year, uh, what are some of the pitfalls and what are some of the, the things that just made you know this is exact, made your heart sing, that you've experienced in getting these books out, maybe getting reactions or reviews or whatever? What is it? So I, I love being surrounded by creative people mm-hmm. and I, I find it very validating for myself and for my own creativity because I went for a very long time without having a space to express myself. So when I started this journey, I have to say that I was very fearful going into it. I was very afraid of either not making an impression at all or somehow um, 
sliding somebody in the process. Mm -hmm. And so it, it was very nerve wracking through the first year of trying to figure out how to do everything the best that I could with the information that I had. And I definitely still made uh, plenty of mistakes along the way, learning how to navigate everything. But I think something that really has inspired me throughout my journey is how graceful and um, supportive my authors have been. And I really believe that the people that I have signed to work with, we were all supposed to meet together. Like, I think this was just supposed to happen because mm -hmm. I've, I've definitely had some, experience, uh, some experiences in the publishing world with people who are very competitive and they're very like, there's not enough room for everybody, which I, I don't really feel that way. I think there's room for everybody. We just sometimes have to make the space ourselves. So when, when I talk with my authors and they tell me about their passion projects and what they're creating, it makes me so excited. It makes me so excited and it makes me feel like, yes, this, this, is, this is my purpose. Like, this is why I'm supposed to be here. And when they hold their books for the first time, or they have like, the, the, you see them posting about their events that they're doing, or just even just behind the scenes of what they're writing when, they, when they're doing that kinds of stuff. I just, I really find that very rewarding. And I've also grown, I have grown as an author and as an artist because of the people that I'm now talking with on the daily, mm -hmm. because they've shifted my perspective and they've given me views into worlds that I otherwise would never have known about or been a part of. So it's, it's been a very rewarding, albeit terrifying journey um, to be responsible for somebody else's work is I feel just a huge honor and an even bigger responsibility because to me, when you're writing and you're creating, that is something that's so very close to your heart and soul, that if I'm going to be responsible for it, I need to treat it like it was mine, like if it was my own work that I was making. Um, and starting a new business in the middle of COVID or you know, in COVID in general, um, definitely has made it harder to do things. I found it like very hard to do events or plan in-person things. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to do anything, which is completely understandable. And then there's been, you know, some delays with production and printing and getting our supplies and everything. But regardless, and in spite of all of that, I feel that it's, it's gone pretty well so far considering. Oh, you've gotten the books out the door and things are happening with them. So how are you, do you help them with marketing their book or, or I mean, do you do special things with social media or do you sort of leave that up to the authors? I do. So I run ads on social media and I also run um, Amazon ads too. So mm -hmm. once the book comes out to try and hype it up. And um, I actually just finished taking some new marketing courses to try and keep myself up to date with what's happening. Um, but I try to be very progressive and on top of uh, that kind of thing. I, th I feel as though it's a, a partnership. Mm -hmm. I have my job to do. They have their job to do. And if we work well together, then I feel like it'll be a very big success. Yeah, I think it's wonderful um, out here because I'm out in Ventura County in, in uh, California on the Central Coast. We have one of our oldest bookstores is April 1st opening a new store 
in another That's amazing. City. Yeah. And they are, I'm helping them. I've got five authors now doing signings, but they're really going to ramp up, come back, feel the books. Here's the authors, you know, I love it. They're doing like, I think they're doing three authors a day for two or three hours each. And that's amazing. Going to be promoting it. And I think other stores are going to be doing that too. Yes. Because, um, you know, there's something, I mean, I buy lots of stuff off Amazon, but there's still something about walking through a bookstore. Oh, yes. You know, and touching the books. And I don't know, there's a story. I um, I used to go to the Santa Barbara Writers Conference back when uh, Barnaby Conrad had it. And he used to have Ray Bradbury, they were buddies, um, every day, every uh, year there. And Bradbury... Uh, told the story of how he came up with Fahrenheit 451 was he his first child had been born he had hawked his typewriter he was so broke and he went and took a roll of nickels because that's what it was an hour to rent a typewriter at the UCLA library and he sat down and he was like hitting a blank page and so he just started he said he started wandering through the stacks And he started running his hand along him going, you know, just the smell of being in a library, all of the books. And he said it suddenly hit him. It's like, what if these were all destroyed? What if we couldn't do this ever again? There came his book. And he sat down. I think he said it took him three days or four days. And he wrote the whole book. Wow. Right there on his little nickel an hour having to put in. <laughs> I hope, he, you know, like if you're in the middle of a thought and the typewriter turns off. But I just thought, you know, it, it's that thing of, of really touching and holding a book. There's something about reading an ebook too, but you're still holding something unless you're reading yeah. a laptop. Well, then you're holding the laptop. But, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm a real book person. I like to hold them. I like to take them outside and read them and just sort of stack them up and look at them. (laughs) Me too. I always have a book with me. I love being surrounded by them. Yeah. Now, did you put a team of like editors and designers together, people to help with your, you know, like cover design, interior design, editing the book, stuff like that? A lot of it I learned how to do myself uh, since Mm -hmm. I was first starting out, but I did have a lot of help behind the scenes. Um, One of my close friends is... Uh, Stormy from Storm Dragon Library, and he is a phenomenal poet. He's working on a novel, and he worked as my editor for my whole first year, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, Now I have also a lovely, lovely lady. Her name is Anna, Anna Corbo from Corbo Editing, and she does the editing for me. She's amazing. She's so professional and kind and so easy to work with. Some of my graphic design is also done by, well, I would say the bulk of it is now done by Mark McClish, who is the author of Adharis Sonder. He's also an amazing graphic artist, and he just redid our whole website and has been making all of our promotional materials for LA, which is really exciting. We're all on brand now. It's fantastic. It makes me feel like we have arrived. Um, and then yeah, putting your brand together. That's yeah. it is, it's so exciting. It's so exciting to see it all come together. And um, I've also worked with Mitch Green from Rad Press Studios to do some cover art as well. His, he's, very, he's a very dark artist, which is delightful when you're working with dark subject matters. So I've, I've definitely had the pleasure to work with a variety of people 
um, Mm -hmm. as we've grown as a business. Oh, that's fabulous. Yeah, because it's that team and finding people you like and support. That's Absolutely. how you grow. And it's oh, yes. as the owner of something, learning how to uh, sort of let go of things Yes, and find people that can do it really well. And then you focus more on what you're really good at. That's exactly. Yeah. Yes. I um, have definitely learned the value of that and, and, and leaving it to the professionals, like with Mark, with the graphic design, I know that no matter what he does, it's going to be perfect and beautiful. And working with Anna, I know that, and she's got my bases covered with editing and it's all, everything's going to be fine. So it, it's definitely, um, it makes it a relief and it makes things a lot easier when you have, uh, people on your team that you can count on. Yeah. Delegating work. Yes. Delegating. It's learning how to do it and trust it. But when you get the right team, it just, it's beautiful. Yes, it is. It, it really, really is. All right. So what are your plans? Uh, I, you're coming to the, you're going to be in the WPN booth at the LA Times Festival of Books. Yes. So what all are you bringing? Well, I'm bringing copies of each book we've published so far, which is very exciting. We'll have bookmarks and um, some stickers too from all of the authors and we will also have, I'm so excited about it. We have little uh, invitations to hand out to people to invite them to become a member of Curious Corvid Publishing. We have a new feature on our website. You can sign in and become a member and get access to our blog, to uh, our forum, to a lot of behind the scenes stuff, sales promotions and all kinds of exclusive content. So we'll be handing out invitations at the festival to become a member of our website to participate in all of that, which is really exciting. Um, We have a lot of projects behind the scene um, that we've been working on. We're working towards, um, we just started our blog. So all of our authors will be able to post their own updates to it, which is really exciting. Uh, And then we're also working on a super secret uh, project. Uh, it'll be kind of like a TV show, but it is in the works and we'll be talking about publishing and highlighting our authors and our books and all kinds of stuff like that. So it's very up and coming, still in the works, but very exciting. So sort of the CCN, your Curious Corvid Network. That's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great idea. So what do you, because you, as you've said several times, you tend towards darker darker books. Um, What do you find is most attractive to readers to that? Uh, I think it's relatability Mm -hmm. and honesty in their vulnerability. I think that one of the most powerful things of dark literature can be the honesty in the approach of hard topics, whether that is death and loss, or it is trauma, or it is, you know, coping with mental illness or anything along those lines, when people are very open and honest about their struggles and also their healing, Mm -hmm. I think that it gives people a lot of hope. And when you're willing to talk about those things and put them on display, it's, it's very hard, but I feel it is also incredibly rewarding. Great. Yeah. Because that, that, what I find most is with books, because I read, um, I read a wide variety of things, but it's like a relatability. And also when you're doing what I'm reading, I just have a new client I'm taking on whose book, I mean, twice during the book, I was crying because it was so 
what the what the person was, it's sort of a not a memoir, but it's a narrative nonfiction about a Vietnamese refugee who comes to oh, wow. as like a five-year-old and what oh, he goes gosh. through. Because, you know, he got put into uh, public house, you know, all of this stuff with his brother and, you know, the foster foster care system and how he got treated. And it just broke my heart at different points. And then to watch how he built up you know, this is a first time author, too. And he's talking about a friend of his that he pulled this story out of over years. But it's like the walls that he built up, he suddenly realized were stopping him from ever loving. Wow. You know, and he had met someone he knew he was falling in love with, but his own protection right. was stopping him from reaching forward. And I thought that is so well done, you know? That's, yeah. And I think people, with the, like the stories that you have, you want to see a little hope. Yes, that little absolutely. glimmer of hope at the end that there there's something worth doing. I think hope is one of the most important elements in in life, and you have to have it to keep going. Yes, you know, and and a positive hope, not some horrible. You hope this person dies. Oh no, or something. Yes. that's not hope. That's some, that's revenge or something else. But it's like, uh, it's so such a core part of the human spirit that it sounds like you have some really interesting titles. So tell people how they find you. Well, we have our website up, which is uh, CuriousCorbettPublishing.com. We're also on Instagram and Facebook, and I'm on Twitter also. <laughs> I'm a little bit of everywhere. So you can find us. Uh, you could also, if you just Type in Curious Corvid Publishing into Google will we'll pop up and you can find all of our social media and our website there too. Great. And so once again, now you're opening up for new uh, new submissions May 1st? Yes, for the whole first week of May. Ah, so people better be on top of it. And That's what right. do you what do you want? Uh, what do you require as a submission? So if somebody's listening and they want to prepare something. Absolutely. Uh, so I am working on that and I'll have them up. I'll have all of the things up on the website for people to look at, but I'll be looking for full completed manuscripts that are ready to go for the year 2023. Um, things that have been, I'll be looking for works of passion, things that are creative and passionate and uh, just not afraid to explore the author's vulnerability or their experiences. So that's, that's mm -hmm. honestly what I look for the most is, is, is realness and, uh, thoughtfulness. Well, I want to thank you, Raven, for coming and telling us all about your exciting new company. Happy one birthday. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate this opportunity. Yes. And uh, if anybody out there is coming to the LA Times Festival of Books, you can meet Raven. She'll be in the WPN booth, which is booth number 200. Yes. And I will be so excited to meet you too. <laughs> okay. Nice to meet you. you Thank also. you, Raven. Thank you. Talking Book Publishing is brought to you by Writers and Publishers Network. It's a resource for writers and indie publishers at every level and offers tools to be successful in their writing career. Writersandpublishersnetwork.com. Don't miss our after hour segment, Conversations with the Producer, a segment where our producer, Adana Moriarty, talks with our guests and lets the conversation mosey wherever it moseys to.